they're very, very dangerous. If you spotty sense, you know, I was like, oh, something's off. <laughs> I'm just like, man, I'm waiting to hear something, you know. What's going on, guys, and welcome to the 31st episode of the War Cry Podcast. I'm your host, Yahola Tiger. Just a man, potting, part-time potting, or full-time, who knows. But anyways, um, how's everybody doing? Everybody's, everybody good? Everybody having a good, uh, hot-ass summer? You know, I've been trying to stay cool and, you know, I've been doing a lot of mowing and been pretty busy at uh, at work. And so I stayed in l- over the course of this week and I watched a show. Now, I always find these types of shows almost unbearable and kind of goofy, I guess would be a word I would say. Um, but I watched the show on Netflix, 28 Days Haunted. This show is kind of nutty but it's i think it's pretty decent like i said i'm not really a guy that watches ghost adventures and goofy stuff like that where like the dude is like come on ghosts come on out enter my body like bruh bruh you're doing too much but this show did that a little bit there was a guy his name was now it was spelled j-e-r-e-m-e in my head that spells jeremy but i think it was jeremy Anyways, you, so they go to this dry goods store that's like a thousand years old. Him and this other girl, and they have to stay in there 28 days. Then there's another, uh, another uh, there's three people in Connecticut, and then another group in Colorado. So these three groups of people have to stay in this haunted place for 28 days because they are testing... And I cannot, for the life of me, remember these people. Oh, Ed and Lorraine Warren. It came to me. As you guys know, Ed and Lorraine Warren have been kind of looked at in a dicey way. Like, they might have lied on a few things. But I'll say this about this show. There is a moment in this show where they have all the cameras out. And Netflix, respect to you for actually catching this guy do this. So there's a point, and I'm not going to give it up, but there's, a, there's some faking going on. And it's pretty prevalent, I'll be be honest, with one of the groups. And I'm not going to tell the groups. There's a lot of infighting in this because you're 28 days isolated. Basically, that was one question I asked um, myself was like, how are they eating? Like, are they supplying them with 28 days of ramen noodles? What, they got eggs and milk and bread? Like, you know, the the staple in any good diet. (laughs) But 28 days haunted. On Netflix, check it out. Like I said, if you like a little bit of a laugh, like I got a good, pretty laugh out of Jeremy because he's a demonologist. And this dude, I can't describe the story arc for this guy. He's the godliest of godly men. Then it takes a turn for the worse. You're just going to have to watch it. I'm not going to give it up to you. I'm not going to do y'all crazy. One of the biggest pet peeves of my life is when people just tell me the ending to shows. Like it's like, just, hey, by the way, you know, by the way, Lost was uh, uh, the guy just woke up from a coma. Oh, okay, cool. You just ruined the entire show. I'll never watch it again. Never seen an episode of Lost. And I can't remember who told me who said that. But I was like in 8th grade when that show ended, maybe. Maybe a sophomore in high school. To whoever, I can't remember who you were. But if to this day, I still remember sitting there and being like, Dang, I was going to start that show. But you ruined it. Shout out to you. So, 
on this episode, I have been kind of holding this one back because of the new Meg movie. Meg 2, actually. Uh, Meg 1 came out in 2018, but we're going to talk about the Megalodon. And we're going to, you know, I like to, I like to give you all the information and, and you know, give both sides of the, the story and both sides of the equation. Sometimes, you know, I'll be a little biased. You know, I'll be leaning to the conspiracy because I love me a good conspiracy. And there is a conspiracy with Megalodon. And if I'm mispronouncing that, Megalodon, I feel like there's probably somebody going to be out there like, dang, you said it wrong. Anyways, what is Megalodon? Megalodon. From now on, I'm going to call it the Meg because Megalodon just sounds crazy sometimes when you say it multiple times, as I've had in the last five minutes. Anyways, me- uh, what is the Meg? A Megalodon is an extinct species of mackerel, and it lived um, about 23 to 56 million years ago, which some of y'all's grandma's that old. No? Ain't hit? Okay. Anyways. But it was formerly uh, a member, and I cannot pronounce this to save my life, but it's the Lende, and it is a close relative of the white shark, today's white shark. The megalodon was the largest fish that has ever lived, and they said it would measure anywhere from 49 to 58, 60 feet, and sometimes even larger. It had a powerful bite, and it had a mouthful of teeth. Um, basically the teeth are like the size of a human hand, which is kind of wild. And its teeth, and its teeth, Jesus, its teeth were heart, uh, heart shaped and serrated. And so, and it also had like a, a total, and this is, this is all approximate. Like one thing that we're going to get into is that like, this is all based on like them finding random teeth all over the place, but it's approximately had 267 teeth. And then also too, it was divided by multiple layers. But they're not exactly sure. And this is one thing about, you know, I'm going to, I'm trying not to, I'm not, I'm really trying not to be a hater to some people's beliefs. Because one thing that drives me absolutely crazy about science, science, is that science is, is supposed to be ever-changing. There's, science is not a, a guaranteed thing. Science can always be adapted, molded, changed. But it, to me, and this is the same thing with the phylocene. Um, and you know, I think the, the, uh, I can't think of the other name, um, that woodpecker that went, uh, went extinct is that they just say, oh, they're extinct and that's it. And there's nothing that ever changing. Like there has been multiple sightings of the phylocene and that's the Tasmanian tiger. No, I think that is. Anyways, the phylocene is what I know it as. Basically it's like a, it's like a, a marsupial that, uh, walks like a dog and, and has stripes on its back. But, so, they've been had sightings of that for a lot of years, over hundreds of years, and they said that this thing is extinct. Um, and that's one thing I think about science, like, why, why are we we're ruling things out? If people have seen this thing, we've had alleged carcasses of, this, of these things, what makes you think that these things are actually extinct? So, that's one thing that, you know, science to me is ever-changing. You don't ever, lean, I mean, you can land on one side, but like, at the end of the day, that can that side that you decide to choose could always be the other side. You'll be so far on that side that you're ending up on the other side. Some would say a 180. But fossils, uh, fossil remains of the megalodon have been found in, in really shallow water, tropical water, um, and, and kind of, uh, I'd say like, like, not warm water, but like kind of a mixture of water, like lukewarm water, along the coast, coast and the uh, continental shelf. The only place that it hasn't been found has been in Antarctica. Obviously, it's a barren wasteland, and there's aliens there. 
don't blame the Megalodon. Like, I would hate to be ridden by an alien. So, I don't blame it. But the Megalodon was, now I said alleged, during the Mycene era, and that was anywhere from 23 year, or 23 million years ago to, to about 5 uh, million years ago. Basically what happened was is large seaways uh, separated North, uh, North America from South America and Europe and Asia from Africa and the Middle East, which then likely facilitated the movement from one ocean basin to another. And throughout the Mycene era, the Megalodon uh, expanded out into different pockets that are now known as the Caribbean, the Mediterranean Seas, the Bay of Bengal, the coast of California, and um, Australia, which there's sightings to this day of of megalodon in australia but basically all over the place they were distributed all over the place but you know during the pleistocene era the megalodon's range uh basically shrunk and then they just went extinct and like i said we'll talk about uh you know kind of how i guess right now of how they went extinct and so like i said i mentioned they had they were expanded and they went into all different types of of areas um, but they but they allege that the population didn't actually decrease or increase during this time. Basically just stayed steady. And they initially thought the decline when the the decline of the population was due to the climate and different like colder water. Um, but you know that could I mean they don't really know, but they also want to they also say that it could be ocean currents too. So like different currents hitting different things causing weather to be kind of crazy um but however in 2016 they did studies and and the megalodon's geographic um kind of their where they're located at in the world did not increase during warm periods or decrease in cold periods suggesting that the, the species demise was basically dependent not dependent on the climate but dependent on the food chain now they had this and i can't like like i said some of these Names, I'm like, I'm definitely, you guys are like, damn, he butchered, butchered that. But it's called a baleen well. And they decreased, and so did the megalodon. And so they're saying that those that was a primary source of, of food for the megalodon because they had to eat something, you know, they'd be swimming around. Like, you know, y'all hear the thing about sharks, like they got to keep swimming. So the calories, obviously burned a bunch of calories, but they were eating the, these whales. And so they ended up decreasing, but also, too, the white sharks, which they were bigger back then like millions of years ago, they ended up becoming a predator as well. Their numbers started to, to grow. So then, obviously, then I also, I'm, I guess the, the uh, another, I guess I'm, I kind of, you know, didn't give that all up. Killer whales too as well, so orcas. But there are also several studies that, you know, authenticate, or they had, I'm sorry, that, that had um, authentic fossil teeth and attributed the megalodon, to extinct in the Pleistocene era. So they basically lived closer to us now than was originally thought of because they found basically newer teeth. One thing about the, you know, the fossil part of this, like they can, they have never found a fossil. Like they've never discovered a fossil. I know that there was a video going around on Facebook and TikTok and maybe even Instagram about, um, they saw basically this skeleton that was at the bottom of the of the ocean, which was kind of wild. It was like super huge. Um, that might've been, you know, that could have been a megalodon. It could have been anything, you know, really, because everything was bigger back then. So I asked the question, 
and I'm sure you probably asked this too, what are all these videos that we're seeing of these monster sharks? Of these like abnormally big sharks? Um, and like I said, there has been numerous reports of larger than life 60 foot white sharks. But some of these sightings have actually like scared fishermen. I watched a video and you can type, you can look this up. This is all over YouTube. But, you know, a guy that was like so shooken by the fact that he saw something bigger than his boat and it like shook him. And he had like a pretty decent sized boat. Um, but, you know, he'd been sh he was shook to his core. So he's like, I'm done. I'm like, I, we don't know what's out there. And, you know, in addition to that, other sightings have been, you know, over the last couple hundred years um, could actually support the existence of Megalodon. And actually, and you basically every attempt um, to find evidence of them has kind of been non-existent, to be honest. And then, you know, we talk about, you know, the ocean and how big it is. And, you know, we haven't even discovered 80% of it. That's what's crazy. You know, I was watching a video that, like, basically people were, were seeing these schools of fish so thick that they couldn't even pierce the... I think the guy even died. Like, the guy that posted that video, like, even died. Like, they, he was somehow end up, you know, end up missing. But, like I said, 80% of the oceans are, are like, are, haven't even been discovered. And so the Megalodon could be in a lot of places. And, like, even, fa like, you know, just kind of a, like a, a number being thrown out here. But about 30 million, you know, for proper equipment could explore the Mariana Trench. And there has been people that have tried to make it down that way. And, you know, some people are unsuccessful. Um, like I said, I know that there's videos going around that basically shows these weird, crazy-looking animals, like fish. But in 2012, Brazilian Coast Guard caught a very large shark kind of float by um, as they were completing a rescue attempt. And the Megalodon, um, another kind of crazy fact, is that the, the most recent found tooth of a Megalodon was only 10,000 years ago. So they may still be around. Dang, y'all gonna be swimming in Lake Tenkiller, get took by Meg. Dang, get took by the Meg. No, I was playing. So, I give you guys the official story and how they went extinct, you know, how big they were. Let's talk about the conspiracy. I know that's what y'all came for. That's what I'm here. I'm that guy, the conspiracy guy. No, I'm just kidding. So, the Mariana Trench, it is so deep, and a lot of it hasn't even been discovered. And there's a guy, and his name was, his name was called, it's kind of, he has a funny name, Shark Wahlberg. If you want to go look him up on TikTok. He was really big into tracking white sharks. One thing that, about this app is the only time that they, the, a shark is pinged is when it hits the surface. It'll like, when they, you know, do their little fin thing. Everybody loves that. Dun -dun, dun -dun, dun -dun, dun -dun. Yeah, that's when it pings. And so he had been looking at this for almost a couple of years at the point that, you know, he was, uh, because he, I guess he grew attached to these animals that he's never, you know, been around. But one thing that I found that was kind of crazy is he started noticing weird swimming patterns for some of these sharks. And I can't remember the name of the first shark that he had, he had seen. So essentially the shark was up and down the coast of uh, Miami and, or out, not Miami, come on now, Florida. And the coast of Florida. And it would swim out kind of up the coast, up the east, eastern coast. And then all of a sudden one day, it swam all the way out into the middle of the ocean. And it pinged. And it took 14 days for it to get there. Because every day he checked, it was getting further and further out. But then, one crazy thing is it took three days for that fish to get back. For that shark to get back. 
Well, the guy went and was like, hey, this is kind of strange. You know, why is the, you know, why is there one shark swimming out in the middle of the ocean? And then, you know, it took forever to get there, but now it's, you know, back three days later. And they deleted the research. That was two years of research that they deleted. This company that's tracking white sharks. Well, he had another shark. It was a male shark that would swim out all the way out and then come back. And then all of a sudden, like, it went out to where the Mariana Trench starts. And it dinged right before. It was kind of crazy. It dinged and then it swam back. And it was and it swam back faster to the coast than it did to get there. Well, the shark then went back to the trench and it kept getting further and further into the trench, into the Mariana Trench. And he basically was documenting these sharks going missing as they were getting into the trench. And one thing I was like, I thought was just so crazy about the whole thing is that he was basically telling the the people that were running it, like, hey, this happened to this shark. It took him, you know, and given, and they would delete the, the research. Some of these sharks were, you know, that they had tagged. That was like five, six years of research that they just deleted off their platform. Now, they may have not have deleted it, but it's very odd that that it would ha- that would happen. Like, there, there was a shark one time that basically swam through a canal into the other side of the, uh, into the other side it was like a, not Panama, and it wasn't really a canal. It was more of like a, a strait, and it swam through, hung out in this little area, and then swam back, and then went to the middle of the ocean, and then swam back into the strait, swam back out to the, the deepest part of the ocean. And one thing about that, the note that he, the people that were running this app, he asked me, he said, well, if the shark beacon, if the shark is still moving, does that mean that the shark is still alive. And they said yes. Because once the shark stops moving, or if the, the transmitter is damaged, then it goes offline. So if the shark dies or is eaten, you know, and the transmitter is damaged, it won't show up. But if the shark is eaten whole, and then the transmitter is not damaged, it'll be swimming around until, you know, the transmitter is damaged. And one thing, I, like I said, that you go look him up. It's Shark Wahlberg. I'll give him a shout out. Um, people have been still kind of stealing his content. He kind of talks about that sometimes. Like, you know, he was the one that was, you know, tracking sharks before anyone else, but go check him out. Like it's a it's very interesting. He goes into a very deep rabbit hole, you know, on this app, basically of them maybe covering up the Megalodon. But if you guys, you know, I appreciate you guys listening in. We have hit over 6,000 audio listens, which is amazing. Um, you know, the show is growing. We're adding more content. Uh, we had three episodes last week. The goal is to have, I think, two episodes over the course of four days. So we'll have this episode, and then the next episode will be the 27 Club. And I know that's got a lot of conspiracy. And I'll and I'll go into kind of some background on some of these characters because there is some CIA connections. Um, but you guys can catch me on Facebook, Yahola Tiger. Message me. Let me know you like the podcast, um, and then I'll, you know I'll add you. Um, TikTok and Twitter, One Man Band Nine One Eight. We have an Instagram. I have an Instagram. It is WarCryPod on Instagram. Go follow it. You know, we, we, we're posting content. We're posting throwbacks. Um, let me know what your favorite episode is, though. I'm kind of curious. I've, you know, so right now we're going off down, like downloads and listens. And right now, This Is Creepy Part 2 might be the most, you know, might be the most uh, fan favorite episode. because It's got the most listens. Um, but there is going to be a This Is Creepy Part 3 and then there's going to be a part four coming, you know, on down the line. So 
send your send your uh, your stories in. I'll definitely, like I said, keep you anonymous. Or if you want to, you know, if you want, you know, your creepy story and you want your name attached to it, I can do that too. Um, but I appreciate everybody that listens, and I'll catch you on the next one.